We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigard. A pleasure to have you along. As we just talked about in our previous segment, the RCBL playoffs are in the semifinals in both series. are now tied at one game apiece. These are the best four teams for the most part all year long, and they're showing it so far here in the semifinals. Shockers got a win at home against Clover Hill last night, 7-6, even up their best of five series at one game apiece. We'll be back in action tomorrow at Clover Hill. Let's talk to Nolan Potts now, the head coach of the Shockers. Hi, Coach. How are you, sir? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. Great win for you guys last night, wasn't it? Much needed. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to go down 2-0, right. um, especially playing a team like Clover Hill. So it was a must-win game for us. We knew that heading in. Um, and we played good enough baseball to even the series up and you know, make it a best of three here with, uh, with a really, really, really talented Clover Hill team. You know, what did you see out of your guys last night? Obviously, you lost the opener, didn't play well in, in game one. Was there any concern with your guys being able to bounce back with the right mindset? No. Um, we knew we had Kirk Fitzin last night. Um, and I know he he just going out there instills confidence in all of our guys. Um, and obviously, we kind of knew what the stakes were heading into that game. Um, you fall behind 2-0 to them, then that's probably the end of the series right there. Um, but no, the guys came with a positive mindset. They were able to shake off what happened at Clover Hill in game one. And um, offensively, I thought we played really well. Defensively, I was really impressed with what we did um, all around the field. Uh, Frankie Ritter had a heck of a day at short. Uh, Harrison Madigan had a sliding catch out in right field. And, you know, the defense made plays behind Kirk and Matt House and um, got enough offense there to hold them off at the end. Um, they had a rally going in the eighth, and we were able to kind of put that down. And, you know, we were able to hold on for that win. Does he? Does it even amaze you sometimes just how how Kirk does put so much confidence into the rest of your team and, and how they just kind of they they feed off of, of this thirty seven year old? Some of these guys are 18, 19, 20 years old, but they're feeding off of Kirk and what he does. Does that still even surprise you sometimes? Um, it used to, but I mean, two of the last three years he's been the pitcher of the year, so <laughs> right. it's not like it was a fluke twenty twenty one and he just you know. Right. He's able to replicate what he did in 21, but he's probably doing a better job of it. Um, we were joking yesterday that we have a couple of the high school kids on the team. Kirk's been in the league longer than they've been a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, the guys know he's going to go out there and throw strikes. Um, and as a defender, you know, you don't want to see a pitcher go out there and just walk the yard. And with Kirk, that doesn't happen. So the guys are always on their toes. They know he's going to give you know them opportunities to make plays behind him because he's not going to strike out a ton of guys. But um, I thought he did a great job competing last night. Um, Clover Hill can really hit up and down their entire lineup. So by the time it got to about the fourth time through the order, they were starting to see him a little better, and he ran out of juice. He was over 100 pitches. So, um, you know, he did a great job to get us into the eighth with the lead, and then uh, Matt House was able to come in and get us out of the jam there in the eighth and able to go one, two, three in the ninth with their top three guys in the order. So um, for Kirk to be able to go out and throw as many innings as he has this year and, you know, still give us a shot here in the semifinals just kind of speaks to – how great of a ball player he is. Yeah, no question. We're talking to get a Nolan Potts, the manager of the Shockers. They evened up their series with Clover Hill last night with a 7-6 victory. They'll play game three coming up tomorrow at the Clover Dome. And Talk about that, that w- when it got a little hairy in the eighth inning, they, they scored a couple of runs off of Kirk, and then there was still a rally going, but then you go to Matt House, and he shuts him down. Two perfect innings to get out of that that, that the mess in the, in the eighth inning and then that perfect ninth you talked about. But um, was, that the, was that always going to be the case? You were going to go to Matt if you needed to? Um, well, the plan, plan A was Kirk to go the whole game, which <laughs> right. he's done every time he started. So that's plan A, but, um, our bullpen didn't do a great job in game one. Um, and we didn't want to throw Matt until we had to, 
Um, but I think it was seven to five. They had bases loaded and nobody out. So CJ Morton was calling the pitches and I kind of look at him and I'm like, I think we got to bring Matt into the game. So, um, I was hoping to get a strikeout there, which he ended up getting the nine hitter to strike out to end the inning, but, um, comes in, gets the ground ball. Keister makes a great play at second to get an out. Um, he gets a pop up on the infield and then with the strikeout. So, you know, to be able to get out of that inning, um, seven to five and only give up one run with the bases loaded and nobody out. Yeah. Um, huge for us, um, which is kind of what we were hoping. You know, Matt, a little harder thrower than Kirk, um, changed arm slot a little bit. So, you know, the bottom of the order had hit Kirk pretty well. Seven and eight hitters had big nights for Clover Hill last night. So um, to bring Matt in right there and for him to buckle down and give us a shot and get out of that inning with only one run was just it was huge for us. Made an entire difference game. And he only threw 23 pitches, too. 16 of those were strikes. So that was big to not have to overuse him a whole lot. So he'll be available for you again. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think Clover Hill knows coming in, and I know Kevin talked about it yesterday, um, they know they're going to see Kirk in house. Right. And they've, they've gotten <laughs> us to this point. They've, they've ate most of our innings up, and you know they both were had phenomenal regular seasons. They've both been great in the playoffs. So um, we, we kind of go as those two go. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order for us to you know, have a shot in this series, those two have to pitch well. And you know, Kirk did his job last night. Matt did a great job in relief. And like I said, you can't go down 2-0 to these guys. Um, going back to Clover Hill, we knew we had to win a game at Clover Hill in order to win the series. And it's the toughest place to play in the RCBL. There's no doubt about it. There's definitely a, uh, a home field advantage there that Clover Hill has, whether it's you know the fans or the energy or the nostalgia, whatever it is. Um, it's very hard to play there. So if we were to go down 2-0 and try to force a game four, if we win game three, um, we don't have to worry about forcing a game four now. We know we're going to have one. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was just a great team win last night that we absolutely needed to stay alive in the series. We're talking to Nolan Potts, the manager of the Shockers, as they can even up that series at one game apiece. And who's this Bodie pulling all of a sudden? A couple of homers in game one, a couple of triples in game two. He's got some some sl- his slugging percentage is going way up. Oh, he Bodie <laughs> was up and down during the regular season. He got off to a great start this year, and then he kind of went through a lull where his swing was a little long. He was vulnerable to striking out, and uh, he's made the adjustment here in the playoffs. He talked about it last night a little bit. Um, he's focused on driving the ball the opposite field. Um, letting it travel a little bit, shorten up the swing. Um, he had the two home runs in game one, and honestly, if we were playing at Clover Hill, his first at bat last night, he would have had another one. <laughs> the warning track in Spotswood, so he would have had a third. But um, two right-center gap triples last night, one cleared the bases. Um, his approach to the plate has just been much better, um, and he's kind of been our catalyst there at the top of the order. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge for us. Um, I think last night he had three RBIs, and Keister had the other three RBIs. Yeah. So. You know, we're getting production out of the top of our order where uh, Frankie's back for the rest of the series. And, you know, he's obviously one of the best hitters in the league and he's a catalyst for us up there. But between Bodie, Frank, and Keister hitting at the top three of our order, we've got a pretty tough top three there. And I was happy last night. We got production pretty much out of every spot in the lineup. I think eight of the nine guys had hits. Um, so if we can get production up and down the order, that takes pressure off those guys at the top. Um, we didn't do that in game one. Uh, Bodie was basically all the offense we got. And, Last night we had a better approach to the plate and everybody got in on it. So um, that's, that's a good feeling heading into game three, knowing that you know guys were seeing the ball better, guys were getting on base. And, um, it's going to take a total team effort to beat those guys. I was going to ask you about that because, again, only five hits in game one and Bodie had the two homers. Did you see a better approach to the plate last night throughout your lineup? Yes, absolutely. Um, first time through, not so much, but we were able to make the adjustment second time through outside of Bodie. Bodie's... Bodie and Luke have really been seeing the ball well in both yeah. the games. Um, Luke drew a couple walks in the first game, but he's making hard contact. Uh, Matt House has had a good first couple games at the plate, but 
Yeah, and that's something that we had talked about after game one was just making an adjustment to the plate um, and taking advantage of, you know, and pitchers leaving the ball up in the zone or driving the ball to the opposite field, you know, stuff that you have to do uh, mid-game. And, you know, that helped us last night because we're going to rely on one or two guys. We're, we're not going to win the series. Um, it's going to take everybody in the lineup to do their part. And uh, last night was definitely good to see that we were able to make those adjustments mid-game and, you know, I think we had 11 hits, so mm-hmm. um, we, and we have to do that to be. I mean, they're they're so loaded in terms of their pitching depth, um, the top, their lineup, top to bottom. Kevin and his staff have done an unbelievable job with them, and uh, it's a challenge for us. But you know, if we can knock out 11 hits, we're gonna give ourselves a shot uh, every single game. Well, the bottom part of your order was getting on last night too. That's why Bodie had three RBI. That's why Luke had three RBI. Obviously, Frankie was getting on at the top of the order, but um, Dawson Russell had a couple of walks and a hit. Caden Spade got on once. Uh, Matt House again. Uh, obviously, we talked about his pitching, but he had a couple of hits in the game as well. So those guys, the bottom of the order, were getting on for the top to, to have that production. Yeah, and that's kind of what the plan was going in. Was you know Dawson has a great eye at the plate. Spade barrels balls up. Matt House gives you competitive at bats, and if those guys are able to get on at the bottom, then you're going to give Frankie RBI opportunities. You're going to give mm-hmm. Bodie a chance to clear the bases with his speed. Um, and the fact that Frankie and Bodie were getting on benefits Luke because Luke very rarely strikes out. I think, and he's probably got about 125, 130 at bats this summer. I think he struck out five times. So you know he's going to put the ball in play and make hard contact and get those guys in. So. I mean, that's kind of the formula. Get those guys at the top of the order and the bottom of the order, get on base and have some RBI opportunities. And I think we did a good job not leaving guys on last night. When we got guys in scoring position, we were able to execute. And uh, it, Yeah, if you can get production everywhere, it certainly makes life easier on everybody. It does, no question. You obviously used quite a few guys in game one, um, but only the two guys last night. Do you feel good about your pitching the rest of the way? Yeah, in, in game one, you know, Cam gave us a shot there. Um, he ran out of juice in the fifth, and I, I know the score looks really bad, fourteen to four, but it was four four in the fifth. Right, and we were we weren't able to get that last out in the fifth inning. I had to go through three different pitchers. You know, they scored seven in the fifth there, and by that point, it was we're not going to really burn anybody too yeah. long. Just give everybody about an inning. You know, we'll work off the live pitching off the mound a little bit, and you know, regroup for game two. But, yeah, the fact that Kirk was able to go seven and the house only threw 23 pitches last night uh, definitely saved the pitching. So uh, we've got options moving forward. Um, and, you know, we're going to need them against a team like this. So the deeper this series goes, it tests our depth. Um, we know they've got some good arms coming up here with Harasky and Reed Long and whenever we're going to see them. But uh, we're giving ourselves a chance. And now it's a best of three. And, you know, in a best of three series, anything can happen. So, uh, the win last night was, I don't like using the word must win, but we had talked about it before the game. It was a, it was a must win because to beat them three times in a row is, I don't know if anybody's done it this year. Um, certainly we haven't done it. I know yeah. we played them four times in the regular season and only won once. So uh, had to give ourselves a shot in the series, and uh, by the way we played last night, we did that. Yeah, no question. We're talking to Nolan Potts, manager of the Shockers, as again they beat Clover Hill last night by a score of 7-6. That series now tied at one game apiece. Game three will be at Clover Hill coming up tomorrow. And taking me back to the opening series, you had to feel really good. You had two run rule victories over the Diamondbacks. Uh, it was a great start to the postseason for you guys. So it's kind of carried over here into, in, into the semis. Yeah, we knew that Stewart's draft was going to hit the baseball. Um, that's been their, that was their calling card all year. Um, but we felt confidence about our offense going into that series. And obviously Kirk and Matt House, I don't think we used a reliever in either game. I think they both went <laughs> yeah, complete games. Crazy. So that makes makes life easier on me. You don't have to make many hard decisions there. But um our offense was really good. We had a great approach to the plate. Um and we talked about it with game one of this current series we're in. We kinda got away from that. 
Um, game two looked a lot like that first series where guys were giving competitive bats, barrel baseballs up. But no, I mean, this tourist draft, you know, we played them in the finals two years ago. They were in the finals last year against Bridgewater. So we knew we had our work cut out for us, but we came out with the right attitude and we took care of business in both games. And, um, you know, they, they kind of gave us some confidence coming into this series. Um, and that's why I think game one didn't really, you know, deter the guys. It didn't kill their confidence, you know, getting mercy ruled at Clover Hill. Um, right. And, and it, it's, you know, that first round series helped us believe in ourselves. And, um, again, now we're in a dogfight, 1 1 series. And um, I'm telling you, the toughest place to play in this league. I mean, I've been coaching, <laughs> I've been on this team for 10 years, whether coaching or playing. And <laughs> I can count on my, I can count on my fingers how many times we've won at Clover Hill. It's, a, it's just really difficult to win there. Um, and, you know, we've got our work cut out for us tomorrow night, but um, that's why we play the game. And, you know, I, after last night, we should be able, should be feeling pretty good about ourselves. So hopefully we carry that confidence over uh, the rest of the series. Do you get a sense, like, with the Keisters and the Russells and, and, and Spades and those guys that just – I know they've been in the, the league for two, three years, four years some, but now that they're veterans and now they're a, they're a big part of what you guys do. Do you, do you get a – that they feel more comfortable right now in the playoffs when there's more intensity and everything kind of ramps up a little bit? Do you see them maybe a little more calm than they have been in the past? Absolutely. Um Especially with Luke and Dawson uh, and Spade, even. I mean, the year we won the championship, those guys were huge parts of it. And um, I don't know if Spade was there for that last series because he had gone off to school by the time we got to the finals. But Luke and Dawson were playing in those finals games. Um, they were starting. So I don't think it really phases them. Um, now, for some of these guys like Bodie, you know, it's, mm-hmm. their, it's their first time deep in the RCBL playoffs, but they don't seem to be phased. Um, they're just going out there playing their game and a little swagger about themselves. And, uh, it, it helps. There's not a lot of nerves, you know. Even last night when they were making their run, me and CJ were in the dugout. We we were the nervous ones. <laughs> get out of hand. But the guys on the field, you could tell. It, it, you know, they believed in what they were doing, and they had confidence in Kirk. They had confidence in Matt House coming in, and nobody really panicked. Um, I went out for a mound visit with Kirk, and you know, Frankie's hyping guys up, and Keister's hyping guys up, and Connor Hauser's hyping guys up. So, um, you know, in years past, maybe there have been a little nerves, but. Um, the guys believe in themselves and they believe in what we're doing and they know we've had a great summer. You know, we've got mm-hmm. a great record regular season and postseason right now. So, um, yeah, they're just believing in themselves and playing hard and, you know, they, they think they can win the series. So, like I said, best of three now. And it is. I uh, just got to come out and play some good baseball tomorrow night in order to, you know, hopefully take a 2 1 lead and then uh, see if we can finish this thing off. But it's not going to be easy to do. Night off tonight. Game three of that best of five is tomorrow night at Clover Hill. Shockers got to win last night 7-6. Even up the series at one game apiece. Both semifinal series now locked at one apiece. These are the best four teams they have been the entire year, and they're putting on a show so far here in the postseason. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you.